Welcome to People Are Complicated, a podcast produced by Cloverleaf about all of the tensions that we experience at work and how we can flip those for good. We have a lot to talk about because people are complicated. Today we have a special guest with us. This is Amy Vaughn. Amy, tell us about the work you do. So I am the owner and chief empowerment officer of Together Digital. It's a national collaborative of women who work in digital, advertising, marketing, tech, we have entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, women who work in agencies, women who work on the brand side. Um, but our, our main mission is to basically create a safe space for women to come and talk about the things that they want to see changed in their industry, in their professions, in their personal lives even, um, within themselves. So just creating a safe space for women to really talk about the things they love about what they do and the things that they want to see change. Amen. And so it's a really amazing community. Um, we always choose, you know, collaboration over competition. Um, and we really try to instill the opportunity for every woman to ask for what she needs without any sense of guilt or shame and to give without any sense of judgment. So it's a really unique space that we've created. And I'm super proud and really honored that that's like my day job because yeah. <laughs> it didn't start out as that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I had no idea like 10 years ago that I would care so much about women in the digital space, but I'm so passionate about what women can bring to it. And I usually don't talk about it because I, I feel like when you just like play the woman card, mm -hmm. people can feel like victims or you can exacerbate issues or whatever. But I love the way that you that you do it because you're you're really empowering yeah. as the chief empowerment officer. Yeah. Um, so Amy, here on People Are Complicated, we talk about the differences that we experience with different personalities, people we work with, mm -hmm. and how on the surface that causes just frustration, tension, mm -hmm. but really if you dig into it, oftentimes underneath that are superpowers that if we bring our powers together, mm -hmm. amazing things can happen. Absolutely. So tell us a story yeah. from your life of working with somebody very different than you. Yes. Well, I mean, I've had the benefit, you know, so I started in agencies 14, 15 years ago, and you you get exposed to a lot of different personalities, a lot of egos. Um, mm -hmm. Ego is a lot of what drives in the, being in that space. You know, you're, you're creating brands, you're speaking for brands, and you are in a way a brand, especially when you're a creative, which is what my background was as a creative director. So I was a creative director working on Folgers at the time. While I was doing this work, I had this close-knit team. And you know, as a, as a person, as a leader, I tend to, I never thrived off of um, a lot of confrontation or a lot of like, well, like overly blunt feedback. Okay. You know, I didn't, I don't, I don't like to tear people down to build them up. I, I'm not, wow. I'm not driven by ego. In so sense. critiques are hard for you. They, no, yes and no. I think because they come from a different place. There's this, this, there's a difference between trying to make an example of someone by giving them feedback in a public space in oh a way gosh. that isn't honoring. Yeah to make a point, yeah. and then there's taking somebody aside and having an important conversation with them about something that needs to be addressed in a clear but caring way. Yep. And Definitely. so, you know, everybody's style is different, and I learned over the years, everybody's motivation is different. So some people do really, I guess, thrive <laughs> on having their work tear, torn up in front of their faces or in front of their coworkers. And so we had one new coworker who had come in from, you know, working at a couple of global agencies. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, had a ton of, you know, knowledge and had worked on a lot of amazing clients and amazing projects. 
but my team could not stand the guy. Like he would come in and he would look at their work and he would say, why would anybody give a blank about this? Mm. (laughs) Or why would anybody care? Uh. What does this even mean? Mm. And when they heard it, because he also was from outside of the United States, there was just this like kind of friction between him and the team and then me having to be that kind of median person. I'm an Enneagram 9 for you Enneagram fans out there. <laughs> Clearly like conflict. Eh! Try to mediate everything. Yes. Being the mediator. Yes. So, you know, I heard the feedback for what it was. Mm-hmm. He really wants to know, like, why would a consumer care about this? So I think I'm like, it's a fair question, but I don't know that it's constructive in the sense of like, they need more than just that. You can't just mm-hmm. come into a room and look at something somebody poured so much time, energy into and go, well, why would anybody give a damn mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> and yeah. so it was really kind of taking my team down because I think they were really used to my kind of you know feedback mm-hmm. and pushing. And so I took him aside and I remember being so nervous about it. Again, Enneagram Time 9, don't love confrontation. I really respected the guy and he was you know, wicked smart. I also lived abroad for a couple of years, and I think me kind of living outside of our own culture helped me have a better understanding, too, of, like, he's a little more more dry. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't use a ton of extra words with what he's going to say. He's just going to say it. Yeah. And so when I went to him, I said, I just really want to talk to you about how my team is receiving your feedback. Mm -hmm. I think what you're asking are valuable questions. They take it. Not just personally, but they don't take it as something that is constructive or helpful or guiding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just need a little bit more. You know, I'm not saying stop asking these questions. I think keep pushing, keep asking. Mm-hmm. I said, but I think it's also adding to that mm-hmm. <laughs> context. Yeah. Why would anybody give a damn or say, how can we make this more meaningful to our consumer? Yep. Same push, just a different way to phrase it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not asking you to change who you are, how you say things. I'm just telling you, I'm having a really hard time getting my team to implement your feedback. Yep. Because they're just not taking it. How do you take that? So well. He just like sat back. He's like, oh, wow. Like, I'm so glad that you came and talked to me about this. And I I was like expecting him because he had, his presence had been so just like, yes, very yes there and not almost condescending it felt at times yes. and I was like oh god he's gonna have a field day with me and I'm like shaking and emotional yes. <laughs> and he was just like I am so glad that you came to me about this I'm gonna take that into account and when I show up I'm going to try to rephrase some of those questions I want to keep pushing but I want I'm gonna need your help you know to make sure that they're understanding what I'm asking for and we can work together as a team on it I was like Whoo. that's such a Perfect story. I remember just thinking about it. And the funny thing is, is like, you know, after that, you know, we, I mean, even now, if I just bump into him in the street, yeah, like we hug, we say hello. Yes. He invited us over for dinner oh my gosh. a few times. Like he yes. brought me like a gift that came from his wife's little shop that she runs. Yes. And, you know, it, it's just like we had this kind of understanding and mutual respect for one another. And so while it was the one of the scariest things, I don't know why, yes. I faced down a lot more challenging people in my life. Yes. But because one, also too, he was senior to me in a lot of ways. Yep. Like he had 10, 15 years on me in yep. the realm of experience. And I'm like, who am I to come in and sit down to him and oh say, Oh my gosh, Amy, there's, <laughs> there's so much to dissect about your story because yes. like one, like don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Like what was really evident from the way that he was behaving mm-hmm. was like to most people just 
obvious like oh well he's just a jerk like you could just write him off right like he mr big britches came in with his big global experience yep. and like he doesn't really care about us right so you could do that mm -hmm. and that's like that's the temptation mm -hmm. but you recognize like not only like hey maybe there's some personality difference there's cultural difference mm -hmm. right yeah and we live in a global economy mm -hmm. there is culture there what is glorified as admirable in the u.s yeah. is so different even just in the south versus the north totally. versus the east versus the west of our own country right yeah. and it, it just so much more outside of our country right mm -hmm. and then also like you were so vulnerably brave mm -hmm to do something you really didn't want to do. Right. And when you did it, <laughs> mm -hmm. it was received mm -hmm. and it 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 like instantly took your relationship 10 layers deeper yeah. to where he's giving you gifts for his wife's shop and you <laughs> would hug each other. Like you just have mm -hmm. a connection now because yeah. of that conversation. And lo and behold, he received it yeah. so well. And mm -hmm. I think that's just so powerful because where we, we see these things on the surface that we, our, our brain is like instantly wants to just categorize it, label it, jerk, yes. right? Yeah. I can understand that, I can protect myself from that. Mm -hmm. But when you actually can open your mind with curiosity to mm -hmm. somebody yeah. and have an open conversation, not come in with statements like, hey, your feedback is terrible, right. but hey, I just want you to know our team is struggling to receive this because mm -hmm. of these reasons. Yeah. He had a safe spot to receive that mm -hmm. and to evolve. I just, yeah. great story. There's so much, so many layers of how that's such a, yeah. a, a helpful story. And I hope that it's helpful for people to hear and, yeah. and, and be inspired in our own lives when we're tempted to judge somebody yes. or we're tempted to think we've been rejected or whatever. Yes. We can actually dig into that. Right. And, and underneath it is probably a superpower. Right. And we can... With our powers combined, we can do yeah. great things. No, so. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it is one of those things where, again, like when I started speaking about like the industry in particular, you know, digital advertising marketing, it's highly competitive. There's very few women. And because of that, there, I think I've realized, you know, maybe more so in my work with Together Digital than anything. Mm -hmm that how much ego holds us all back yep. from being open and honest with ourselves and then accepting and attempting to understand yes. others. And in your story, <laughs> it's easy to see how you would place ego on that that guy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. he's very egotistical the way he's talking. But really, we have a little ego in yeah. this too. Exactly. On like, I'm it's self protection mm -hmm. in in just labeling him and right. and putting a, putting a stiff arm. Exactly. Okay, love the story. Thanks so much for sharing. Thanks for letting us get to know you a little better too. Yeah. Um, Amy. So another key difference, obvious that you focus on, is women and what women bring to technology, to the digital space. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about, about that. Yeah. I mean, everybody pretty much knows we're 50% of the population. <laughs> I think it's so 51, actually. It probably Making is. Making the majority. Right, right. <laughs> and with that is perspective. So yeah. obviously, we're all trying, striving harder, especially after the last few years, our eyes have been opened to the lack of diversity, equity, and inclusion in the world. Yeah. And I think that's another thing about Together Digital is like, even, you know, a lot of people are like, why just women? It's like, well, honestly, there's not an economy of equality among just women, among women. Hmm. And that's one thing I want to try to do with, with our group. It's like, how can we stand and create more equality for women if even just a room full of women can't see each other for what they hmm. are and provide equity to one another? Um, so it's like, let's do that step first and then the next step. Um, but... 
I would say that women have the opportunity to provide perspective and just humanity mm-hmm. because we are end users, we are buyers, we're mm-hmm. also 80% of the buying you know, population, power. Mm-hmm. Power, power, yeah, power within the country. Um, you know, we're running households, we are using products, so we need to be informing those things. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, not just from like an end product in, in like the digital advertising marketing space, we also just add this element of, of humanity in the sense that, you know, we do something men, men's bodies don't, <laughs> which is give life. And I have found, and especially when I, I found that I needed more women in my life um, about the time I had my second child. Amen. And I was the only one woman in the room and two, <laughs> the only mom in the room. Yeah. And, you know, I'd have to go off to the side and be like, hey, fellas, we got a time out here. I can't be on set all day. I need a pump. Yep, it's going to start hurting soon. <laughs> it's got to come out. Right? And so there's just this opportunity for women to open up and share the vulnerability that is life so that we all have a better understanding of those things so we can create better economies, better cultures, a better society that is more inclusive yep. and more conducive for women to thrive yep. so that we can have our jobs, have our passions, have our babies, and then raise help raise good humans. And you know, men obviously will always be a big part of that, are in the picture, um, but women have the ability to bring that. And so one thing I really tried to do when I was, you know, perceived a successful creative director, making my six figures, doing all the things I thought I wanted to be doing, yeah. um, you know, talking to my young team about what it was like to be a mom, yeah. sharing the experience with them. Being vulnerable to say, guys, I'm really nauseous. I can't hold this meeting right now. Um, talking to leadership and saying, what the heck? We need a pumping room. Like, we've got three new mamas here. Oh, my gosh. Space. I have so many memories. I just remember, like, first trimester especially, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm yawning. Yeah. It is not you. Right. I'm actually fully engaged, but I'm just growing a human here. Right. And I'm not allowed to tell anyone yet because it's yeah. the first trimester, you know? Right. Like, and that's, that was... that's what's challenging, you know? Because, again, too, it's like, you know, if we want our we want men and we want allies to show up for us more, we have to show them where they can and how they can show up. Mm-hmm. And if we're not talking about being vulnerable and open, and not that you have to get like massively graphic about things no. or put people Definitely in a position, yeah. but just being open to the fact that, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really tired today. I'm really run down. Uh, but I will tell you, I feel like also once I became a mom, I was like, what did I do with my time before? Yeah. I became so much more efficient with totally. how I've spent yeah. and used my time in the last yeah. nine years yeah. than I did in my entire life before that. And so also making sure that women get the credit for that when they you know, begin a family, that they're not, it's not a detriment to their life or their career. It's actually adding a whole new skill set. Yep. It's adding a whole new perspective for them yep. as well. Um, Okay, so I've heard you say a lot of things of like, why is it important to include Mm -hmm. women and and not just include women like everybody, everybody agrees with that in theory, but like, what are the, what are the details of why that's hard, why that's important, why that makes a difference and and therefore why it it needs an organization really focusing on it, right? Right. Um, And I hear like women just supporting each other, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Women like it's important for workplaces to understand women have different mm-hmm. things that we have to do, like pump and, exactly. um, and, and, and like making that inclusive, mm-hmm. not only one just helps that individual woman, but it, it, it creates more vibrancy for the whole organization. Mm-hmm. And then the things, why that matters is because of the things that women specifically bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, 
obviously like becoming a mother, how it changes your biology, you become more efficient, all that kind of stuff. But even before you're a mother, or if you never want to become a mother, exactly. there are things that women specifically bring to the table Absolutely. that really um, deepen what an organization can accomplish, mm -hmm. how it takes care of its people. And not to say that men have completely different opinions and there's yeah. no overlap, right. like there's, there is a lot that we both bring to the table. Mm -hmm. If you had to name like three or four top things, of what is it about specifically if you highlight what women bring, like what are those differences? Yeah, I mean, I think number one is absolute perspective, again, because, you know, the the experience of, of growing as a woman, becoming a woman, living your life as a woman is just one thing. Mm -hmm. um, so perspective is always an important aspect, you know, and outside of, even just outside of gender. Mm -hmm. um, perspective is one, you know... It's hard because I don't want to like overgeneralize women, um, so that's why it's hard to get away from perspective because that is like, there's a really great um, talk as a TED talk. It talks about your oneness mm -hmm. and owning your oneness, and it's mm -hmm. really about like your lived experiences and how that collective of your lived experiences it has tremendous value. Mm -hmm. uh, but also for women in the workplace too, if I was to kind of broaden and/or possibly generalize, I do tend to notice that. Um, a lot of, it's been funny, like one of the big observations I have made since the beginning of the pandemic is that while the world feels like it's falling apart, um, at least the women within our organization, they are getting second degrees, they are getting mm -hmm. certifications, mm -hmm. they are, you know, getting licenses for things, they are growing and developing themselves personally. Opportunity. They see it as opportunity. And it's mm -hmm. just one of those things where it's like when the whole world feels like it's falling apart, these women are really trying to say, how can I be better? How can I do better? Mm -hmm. How can I be a better person? And that to me is really inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's, that's been one thing I have definitely noticed. Um, another thing I think too is, you know, just whether you're a mother or not, I think most of us, maybe it's the way we were raised societally, um, but it is to be that, that point of view where it's like people first. You know, I think that systems and the way that we've brought up our boys in a lot of ways, also a very good, um, I don't know if it's on Netflix or not, but another good documentary on uh, toxic masculinity is The Mask You Live Behind. Mm -hmm. And it just talks about how we don't really offer, allow, celebrate, or give our boys the opportunity mm -hmm. to cry. Mm. to feel, yeah. to acknowledge their emotions, mm. and we're really hurting them. And so it's not that men aren't equipped to have are emotions capable. and put people yeah. first. They absolutely are, but it has so much to do with all the messages that they receive as young men growing up, not just from their parents, but from the, the rest of the world yeah. as well. So I think because of the way that we have, you know, in the present raised our, our girls and our women, you know, there is always that perspective of emotion. Yeah. And emotional intelligence. Yep. And understanding of like, like a lot of our women are so into psychology mm -hmm. and um, emotional and mental health, yep. which is again, like, I mean, that's such a big and important thing right now. Yep. Um, so again, not to say that men aren't equipped for it, that they aren't going to acknowledge those things. But in my experiences, a lot of times that's been more lip service versus yeah. action. Well, actually, like if, if you think of developing economies, there's actually been a lot of studies around if you economically empower a man, mm -hmm. 
he will spend some large percent of all the money on himself. Yeah. Um, whereas if you economically empower a woman, mm-hmm. she will spend the majority of her income yeah. on others, mm-hmm. on uh, like investing into the community, paying mm-hmm. school fees for other children that aren't even hers. Yeah. Also, like of course, like if she's a mother, like taking care of her children. So mm-hmm. there is something globally yeah. about where where women do statistically yes uh-huh. no, <laughs> tend right. to think of others first and actually put their their resources behind others before themselves. Yeah. And I also find that, you know, in the way of innovation as well, like women just do such a phenomenal job in finding and seeing new opportunities that maybe weren't seen before. Because again, when we're being brought into, when you're bringing more women into spaces where they haven't been, like technology, digital, yep. all these things, again, it's perspective, but you're bringing something new mm-hmm. into that and they're adding to that experience, which I think is also just tremendous. And then also there's a lot of numbers, not that I brought any site, but yeah. there's loads of numbers out there that talk about you know how even though only there are more female or there's more male CEOs named John than there are female CEOs that are women and the wow. world apparently wow. that, um, you know organizations that are women led do tend to be more efficient mm-hmm. you know? or have women on the boards or exactly. yeah there's a lot of statistics behind those exactly. types of things yeah. and I think it's too like this balance of you know left brain right brain emotion logic that well, tension and another thing about women is we live on a 20-ish 8 28-ish day cycle yeah. right uh-huh. and so our body chemically goes through our brain working in different ways uh-huh. four times a month right yeah. and there are there's there's one time of the month uh-huh. a, a week where we're really yeah. gregarious outgoing there's another time where we are extremely wise and introspective right and yeah. and we cycle through this yes. every single month uh-huh. whereas like for a man they're on a 24-hour cycle Same and one, yeah. I'm jealous of that but like oh my gosh um and 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 there really is I think something to that like mm-hmm. the brain chemistry what mm-hmm. happens in 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 where we bring different strengths at different times yes. we go we go deeper into each strength at mm-hmm. different times right I think that's a so. great great observation and something I've been sort of nerding out on lately we had a speaker a while back who talked about that how you know in the past women were kind of berated or um, diminished because of their cycle it's like mm-hmm. oh wow you're just a moment you're all over the place well it's funny we actually had a speaker a few conferences back at Together Digital as well where she talked about you know she just charted the hormone levels of men versus women and mm. kind of you know while you see women kind of go up and then down throughout their cycle yep. men it's like shoot and then it just stays there and yeah. High. <laughs> yeah and then maybe it'll drop a little bit but for the most part like they are actually yeah. running on more hormones yeah. than women Interesting. like our levels for our hormones based on where we are in our cycle like when we're ovulating our estrogen drops yeah you know so in the talk that the guest that i had she talks about how to leverage your cycle as your superpower so knowing what parts of the month you need to be doing things like sitting and doing a podcast or in very big meetings or when you kind of need to like take it easy rest relax but then also kind of maybe do more deep work yeah and actually leveraging the positive aspects of what hormones you have at your disposal to sort of work through that but also you know i joked about menopause but that that's another topic we've covered at together digital is Menopause in the workplace. Mm. Like we barely acknowledge that women are yeah. either going through <laughs> fertility issues or hormonal issues at work. Never mind that again, more than half of the population yeah. 
is going through menopause, and that could be for anyone in between a one to ten years. You know what's so interesting about this conversation? I Seriously. did not interested in taking this <laughs> conversation here, but one of the things it. that's so interesting to me that I'm thinking about right now is that like t- we started out talking about some of the specific things women will need, like a pumping room, mm-hmm. right? But with that, there's that's kind of some of those things are kind of taboo, like mm-hmm. you know the cycle, the fertility, the infertility, mm-hmm. the menopause. All of those things are kind of gross to talk about, right? People don't talk about it. But with that comes part of why it's so important to have women involved in right. the workplace and decision making and yeah. leading in 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 p- nurturing people, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's just really interesting. I've really made the connection there that maybe we would actually have an even better understanding of the specific strengths a woman brings, yeah. and maybe even a better understanding of the specific strengths men can bring. Yeah. I always shy away from talking about this because I. You know, people are all, we're, we're a bundle of choices, yeah. right? And and different people can operate really differently. But this is really interesting to think about right now. <laughs> well, yeah. and the thing that I loved about the talk that we did on, you know, it was called, it was more about like your mid-career kind of moments. And, you know, from a, a gendered standpoint as well, you know, the more senior, older a guy mm-hmm. gets, the more authoritative he seems and appears mm-hmm. and the less marginalized he is. The closer mm-hmm. a woman gets to 40, 50 years old, the more marginalized she gets based she on looks what tired. we tired. <laughs> exactly. God forbid you look tired, ladies. Don't ever look tired. Okay? You better and dye your smile. hair. And always smile. And guys never have to deal with that, you yeah. lucky ducks. But one of the things that um, we've talked about in the past, especially with our women who are postmenopausal, yeah. is what people don't acknowledge and recognize about them is they are now running basically hormone-free. They yeah. are back to their pre-pudescent, I can't say that. You got it. <laughs> selves. And they are usually at that point, somewhere between 50 and 60, getting a second wind. Their kids are grown and they're Mm -hmm. out of the house. Mm -hmm. They have more personal endurance, strength, and freedom than they've ever had. And they also kind of give less, you know what, about what everybody else in the world thinks about them. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, how can we start to help younger women understand and men understand that really, truly, like women are we're kind of like, you have the opportunity to come into your power later than you think. Mm-hmm. Like women are not peaking at 30. Mm. You are just getting started at 30. Yeah. And if I go between 30 and 40 and look at what I learned between 20 and 30 and 30 and 40, and I'm like, oh no, like 30 yeah. to 40 actually really rocked my world and blew my mind all granted kids, COVID, <laughs> global pandemic, <laughs> lots of things there. But um, you know, women are really coming into their own and becoming powerhouses at 50. So mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just giving like the world a heads up now. If you think women are kind of like dipping out of the picture come 50, no. Like, and it's not that the, the that 50 is the new 30 or anything. It's just women are finally acknowledging um, who they are, who they want to be at that point in their life because they are unfettered by again the aspect of childcare, which mm-hmm. mainly still falls upon the women in most households. And again, like as far as their body's concerned, they're kind of got a fresh slate. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things when I heard that, I was like, well, that's actually, because sometimes you feel dread, right? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, there's another wrinkle. There's another <laughs> forgetful moment where I'm feeling in, you know, menopause. It's so much more than just hot flashes. It's brain fog. It's fatigue mm-hmm. and insomnia. Mm-hmm. So many women are that don't understand menopause think they're going crazy. Mm. You're not going crazy. Mm. <laughs> You're not. And once you get past that, the other side of it, from what I hear, it's 
pretty amazing. So I'm like holding out hope Someday. for that. Someday. Someday. So again, you know, when you have women at work, looking around you, it's not just women in general. It's women of a certain age. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing that was always really hard. You know, looking around at my, in my agency days, every woman around me was pretty much the same age as me or within a 10-year span. Mm-hmm. I found very few female leaders that were older than me that were mentors. Yeah. And if I did... They own their own agencies. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's such a thing that I've also experienced in my career. I'm very used to being the only woman in the the room, and I don't know women ahead of me. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. who have started tech companies. I mean, part of that is just technology is crazy evolving fast. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know women tech leaders, especially ones who are mothers, happily married, like all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't really exist in in much quantity. Our last question, then, is... What role do men play mm-hmm. if they are still the majority yeah. in so many situations? Yeah. It, it, it may be a number or at least an authority. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, the same way any advocate or ally ought to, which is coming from a place of listening and learning. Mm-hmm. You're not meant to be there to have the answers. You're there because you don't have all the answers and you're okay with that. To me, that's a good ally. That's a good ally because, you know, even as I, you know, we all struggled when, you know, um, George Floyd was murdered and Black Lives Matter became a big conversation at home and at work. You know, there was so much fragility and ego around how we felt about that. And for me, really kind of dissolving ego, letting my emotions go about how I felt about it and just really tuning in, listening to understand in that way, and I'm not saying I showed up always perfect as an ally, there is no perfect and there's no end to being an ally, but for men and, and including women in general, I mean, women do have internal bias. They, there is a pa- internalized yeah. patriarchy in a lot of us, whether we want to admit it or not, it's yeah. just been ingrained in us. Um, but for men, I would say, yeah, just really be ready to show up, listen, ask questions, take feedback, and just do what you can, which is, again, it's gotta be hard for guys because they are told, don't cry. Don't be a wuss. Don't show feelings. Don't show emotions. It's just all these things get beaten into them. Um, it's it's up to you to kind of start to work on that stuff for yourself to mm-hmm. deprogram, mm-hmm. and then just be ready to kind of show up and listen, learn, and and do it as best as you can without ego, knowing that it's not about you. You know, great. <laughs> it's about understanding awesome. the person better. All right, Amy. Cool. Thank you so much yeah. for coming in and talking to us about the differences yeah. and the strengths and, and how we can how we can leverage those, leverage yeah. all of that for good. And thank you, awesome. everyone, for tuning in Thanks. once again to People Are Complicated. Yeah. Tune in next time. Mm-hmm.